0: Kayla and I actually have like house rules and they're like weird house rules. (laughs) And like, there's some, like one of them's like Kayla doesn't drive in Pittsburgh. So anytime we want to go to Pittsburgh or anything like that, I have to be the one that drives. Really? Yeah. Because, well, I, I hate it too because Pittsburgh's a nightmare to drive through. Oh, I hate their roads. Don't make sense. Oh my God. Have you, have you ever driven in Pittsburgh? No, I haven't. (sighs) Okay. So they have roads that the direction changes, if they're one way or not, based on the time. (laughs) (laughs) They literally have a bridge that you get on the bridge from the on-ramp, and there's eight different exits, and you have maybe 150, 200 feet to get into the lane that you need to be in. There are intersections where you go diagonal into the center and loop around, Mm It's all hills because Pittsburgh sucks!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it is gonna be a lot of fans out there that love that. It is
0: an absolute nightmare to drive in Pittsburgh and I hate it.
2: Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast not good, it's not great, Horrible Gaming Podcast, it's not even what you would call fair, it's really not that good, Horrible Gaming Podcast.
1: Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. It's back, Horrible Podcast, you guys are listening to another one with me as always is
0: neil aka tiny wizard
1: and uh we are back for another episode but as usual before we get into it uh this is exciting because we're in person again neil it's
0: it's the live all over again yes it's
1: the live all over again we're basically making out with each other to get this stuff too um oh good
0: <laughs> yeah, just
1: throw that on, out on the internet. Um, chicka, womp, womp. Okay, so disclaimers as usual. My kid is behind us watching a tablet. Uh, Horrible is in the title for the reason, uh, and that reason is we're not great at this. Uh, but we do the best we can. Uh, number two, uh, is there a number two? There isn't. We go into credits. See? This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank Mark Bell for all the original graphics that you're going to see here on the show. Um, Yeah, thank to him for that. And then, of course, big thanks to Nick Van Sliders for the theme song and all the original music that this channel provides.
2: Horrible Gaming Podcast.
1: All right, that brings us to the top of the show and probably our most favorite segment, and that's fan traction. In this segment, we talk to you guys, the fans. We read out your comments in all the places. That's the YouTubes, the Discords, the... Twitters and the Facebooks and the, even text messages. And we also decide the horrible arena winner. We ask a little question to you guys and we just have a general back and forth with you people. Uh, so, with that being said, let's get into it, Neil. And as usual, Kev Tutal did not disappoint. We got a ton of comments from him. Starting it off, he says, I vote for Marshall to win Monopoly. Uh, I do love it when they reference a different show from our channel. This is from Prelude to Divorce, uh, where I defeated Marshall in the end, the AI player, and I am the Monopoly. Uh, then he said, There is no reason you will read all that I say. Uh, <laughs> uh, then he said, I listen, and he was referring to the fact that we didn't read out his extra comments from the one that he missed. Mm. Uh, Then he said, I listen because Glorious Leader insists I do so. You know, Kev, every time you call me Glorious Leader, it makes me smile. Uh, He then said, Rust has the best system. I think he's speaking of monetization. By the game, at price, all future content is free. They have a steady stream of limited-time, individually-purchasable item skins to fund the further content, as well as the servers they run. So that's, that's good. I like that. That's not bad. I, I'm still okay with the game being free, but we're not going to get into that uh, right now anyway. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Maybe later. Uh, Keptutal then continued and said, uh, and now we're speaking of the horrible arena. It's time to get into it. We had some uh, some Link side stories, wrote on. Um, and Keptutal said, so I want both games equally. Zach gets my vote because he had a better description of his gameplay. It's a tiny nitpick, but I had to split somewhere. I want them both. We appreciate that, Kev. Uh, We want them both, too. Yeah. We want every game we pitch, I think. Uh, Kayla S. then uh, commented. Nice to see you again, Kayla. Uh, I need to start pulling a Kev and live commenting because I'll listen and then forget to comment at all because I listen while I drive. I understand. I feel your pain. If done correctly, I think a movie. Oh, sorry. If done correctly, I think the movie one of the. Fa- uh, if done correctly, I think a movie of one of the Far Cry games would be pretty cool to watch, especially five. Because I personally love that story. Uh, uh, minus the ending. Yes, yes. Minus the ending. And Neil gets my vote this week. So that's a vote for you there, Neil. Um, we'll talk about the subject in a second, but let's settle the horrible arena real yeah. quick. So, I got a text vote this week from the man who writes the music, Nick. Uh, he says, we are killing it... Oh, no, that's, that's personal stuff. Hold on. Uh, just to comment on your podcast, if I am not too late, you weren't, obviously. Battletoads and Sukitin... On the same show, shut the front door. Oh, face. Uh, He he loves those games, too. Uh, I haven't been this excited since Red Dead 2. Also, I vote for Zack's Zelda game, but it was damn close, and both of them sound awesome. He also says, keep working on that jet bike level in Battletoads. You will get a one of these days, winky face. (laughs) I will not, and I will never go back to that level ever again. And then finally, we had Phil Billy on the Discords. Thank you for commenting on the Discords, there, Phil Billy. Uh, for the horrible arena this week, it was another great pitch for you guys. I think for me, Zach's Zelda game just slightly edged out Neil's pitch for this week. So, with that, I get the horrible arena win, but only barely. Everybody said it was really close. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think you should feel bad about that.
0: Oh no, I would. I would absolutely buy mine in a second. Yes. I mean I'd buy yours too. But I, yeah, I would yeah,
1: I would buy both of them. I would buy both of them really fast. To have Zelda in a cyberpunk setting would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And to have Zelda with a monster hunter type feel would be amazing as well. Uh, so let's go uh, let's go ahead and make our announcement on the horrible arena. So We've kind of we've got it down to a pact, I think. The show is getting to a point where you and I know what we're doing now. We're getting, we've got the hosts a little bit more squared away. At
0: least have the illusion of <laughs> what we're
2: doing.
1: Right, right. So, with that being said, we have decided that each year we're going to restart the Horrible Arena and declare a winner just flat. I think that's fair, right? Every yeah. f- 52 episodes or so. Uh, and, and the reason for this is we're running out of topics to make games about. Um, so we're going to end it, and now we can use any topics again. Everything's free game again. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to read out the scores, Neil. Logan is third place. Yeah, that's right. He was a co-host. <laughs> we, we all remember Logan. He was third place with four wins. Second place was Neil with nine wins. Nine wins. And uh, I'm very proud to say, but also humbled, that I take home the victory of 14 wins. Um, But I also want to point out that this is another reason I want to restart this, because you had a lot of wins towards the end, and I am the only person who has been on every episode of the show.
0: Which is true.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, in every episode of the Horrible Arena I pitched for, you and Logan both skipped multiple ones. The only guy to take away from
0: his own victory.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Off, off <laughs> camera, I'm going to be very, very excited. But I want the people to think I'm humble. Uh, okay, uh, so with that being said, our question was, what, uh, mov- what game would make a good movie? Kayla answered it for us. What do you think, Neil? Uh,
0: I think uh, it just left my mind. Uh, <laughs> I had it. And I was furiously trying to remember it in the middle of this because I had decided on it last night. Uh, but oh yeah, that's right,
1: Twilight Zone. And you silenced your phone, but I did not. <laughs> uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Is that a game?
0: No, it's a show. Show is a mov- uh, Show is a game.
1: Oh, you're doing a show as a game. I thought we were yeah. doing game like. Even no, Kayla thought yeah, that. No,
0: that's that's what i mean, unless I said it wrong. Oh,
1: I was completely backwards because oh, I was going to yeah. go on my rant again.
0: Oh yeah, no, I was show is a game.
1: Oh, that's that's better. I yeah. like that better. Okay, Twilight Zone.
0: What kind of game would that? Twilight look like? Zone would be something in the vein of Control, to where all mm. of the things would be housed in one locale, mm. and all of the weirdness happens
1: in that one locale. That would be that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I, I unfortunately don't have one then because I was going to go on my rant about how uh, I don't like that video games, like to become successful video games have to have a movie or a show based off of them.
0: Yeah, I, I guess to expand the conversation on it then is uh, like you can go one way, you can go that way. You can turn a show into a game in that regard, but you can't really turn a game into a show. I think, or at least it's easier to do so. You look at all of these movies and stuff that come out—the game movies, adaptations. It's it's just like with a whole game, where with a whole movie that is, you're very set within a start and a finish. Yeah. Yeah, shows at least have some some plot threads, stuff that can be built off of. There's no set start and end, and if there is. It's very—it's episodic, so, you know, you can take individual episodes of a show and put those out. You know, you have building blocks. Yeah. Or you can take something like an interesting concept, like even the Twilight Zone. Yeah. You could have something that isn't, like, the show, you know,
1: itself, but something that very well could be showing up in the show. Right. I— Something that always bothers me is I, I think games are very interesting in as a medium. I've said this before in the thing because the experience you have, even in a game that's specifically linearly narrative driven, is is completely unique to you because you play it in a different way. So whenever you're watching somebody, like if you're watching an actress or an actor play that character, you're like, that's not what they should do because you want it to be what you did in the game. Right. And that, that always bothered me that like that it's like, oh, we gotta have these games become movies. I'm like, no, man, just leave them alone. Let them be games. This was great. I want a playground. Like, I would much rather movies turn into games so that I could play in that world with more than just watching it then the opposite way around. I, I guess if I'm on the spot, though, and I can pick a movie and not a show, I'm picking Big Trouble in Little China. I want a game of that so bad. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China is one of my all-time favorite movies. Cult called classic. Let me guess. You haven't seen it. Nope. Oh, you're watching it! I got it somewhere. That's the next one I'm loaning to you. You will love that fucking movie. Like, you will love that movie. It's another Kurt Russell. You didn't watch enough Kurt Russell in, no. in your life. That's what it is. No, Have you I, watched Tombstone yet? Not yet. on We That's should not be doing docket. this on air. We are wasting time. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, for fan interaction, we should probably ask a question, I think. Yes. Crap, it's on me, isn't it? Yes. Uh No. No. Um, okay, well, crud muffins, um, your claws are love, dog. I wonder if the mic picked that up. A dog just decided to come into the room and help me stall for time with, with this. Alright, uh, question. A question, you know what's sad is I had a question last week and I gave it to you and now I don't have a question. Um. Okay. Uh, question. We will say... Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have one? No.
0: I, I actually do not have one. <laughs>
1: All right. Favorite board game you want to turn into a game. Let's do that. Okay. I'll, do, I'll do a little repackage because I I totally failed on this. That's fine. Favorite board game you want to turn into a video game that you play repeatedly.
2: Horrible Gaming podcast.
1: Alright, so that brings us to our first talking point, and that talking point has got to be a very controversial game marred in all sorts of different um, scandalous stuff, and that would be Marvel's The Avenger. A game that I'm I'm personally very excited about, uh, if they can deliver on everything they've promised, which... From the previews, we're not quite sure if they can. Honestly, the previews favor your side of things more than my side of things. I hope. (laughs) I mean, they they said all the story stuff was good. Their problems were the looter-shooter stuff wasn't very good, and and the looter-shooter stuff is me and Philbilly's part. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Avengers. The big one one that we've got to start on is the fact that Spider-Man has been announced... Uh, an exclusive character, only for the PS4, uh, not coming anywhere else, um, for that game.
0: Ridiculous bullshit, next. The, it's inexcusable. It's 100% inexcusable. It is. I mean, I get it, I get it, I understand. You know, Sony's got their clutches on Spider-Man, and they are never going to let it go, especially now. That's why... You know, Spider-Man's in the MCU now only after deals on deals on deals and only on loan. And Tom Holland begging. Yeah, I mean, it took the actor himself to physically beg and all of the outcry for it to even continue on as it has. But, I mean, when you think of Marvel in general, I mean... While it wasn't the first, it was one of the first Marvel movies to really kick off this whole superhero thing mm-hmm. and to lock it behind one single platform. I mean I, I get it platform exclusivities are a thing or whatever, but like that almost like it almost confirms the lack of crossplay mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have Spider-Man showing up on somebody who's playing the Xbox version of the game, and if so, that is a it's an immense, giant fuck you. I I can't, in no realm. And the the statement that they put out was so just non, just just words. It was it
1: was literally just words and corporate speak. The Statement was insulting, but
0: it, it's I I can't I. I I just don't understand. I, I, I do understand, but I don't understand.
1: I, I just want to say, there. I absolutely love it when you're so heated about something that I can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> like, that was great. Like, I said it, and you were like, next! And then, I, instead of saying next, you just went into this rant. It was absolutely... I'm like, hey, I'm not the crazy one right now! This <coughs> is just... great! But
0: I don't think anyone's the crazy no, one in this circumstance. No, I don't. I, I, I agree think,
1: with you. I, think I agree this with is
0: you. Whether... No matter how you feel about this game going into it,
1: this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous because let me just go ahead and point some things out. Number one, number one, What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's just turning around. I'm sorry, everybody. I saw something out my window. Those are the people that worked on the house that we moved into. So I thought he was pulling in. Oh, like he forgot to do something on the house. Or well, something? he left a bunch of paints behind, but they said uh, we don't care about that. So, I, but I was like, maybe he just decided to care about it. But that's weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's on air. Right that's,
0: now. That's <laughs> it's totally. fine. That would have
1: been a great opener, but now it's actually we keep doing the openers on air. Okay, so on the subject of Spider Man, first of all, all the Sony fanboys out there who got really hyped and excited about that, you're wrong. And the reason you're wrong is not because I'm a so-called Xbox fanboy or anything like that. The reason you're wrong is they are not going to make that game to include Spider-Man. They're going to make that game to include the characters that they have. And then Spider-Man is going to be tacked on as a playable character because they can't universalize the storyline. And so you're not getting the best version of Spider-Man because he's not on all the things. That's number one. Number two, Square Enix, shame on you. The answer to criticism should never be, well, you could buy a PlayStation. No, that is ridiculous. That is shameful, shameful behavior. When somebody says to you, this is kind of uh, crappy. Are you sorry about this? Is there a problem with this? And you're like, nope, don't give a shit. Have a nice day. Like, that is ridiculous. And I'm very upset about that. Um, That being said, I don't know. That being said, that's said. I mean, that's honestly –
0: I don't. It's just Sony's weird sort of play for exclusives. Like it's, I, I almost feel like it speaks to the bigger whole of mm-hmm. like the 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 general exclusivity. And you and I have differed on the fact of console exclusive games. Yes, that's one thing. If if a console-exclusive game is, you know, now, on I'm not, a console... I'm not going to
1: argue with you just because I don't want this segment <laughs> to be 45 minutes. Well, even still, but like... Know that I am silently <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, but But still, like, console-exclusive games, I think, have been an accepted sort of thing for a while. And Sony is very much rooted in this generation of exclusivity. Because their generation is very much one, you have to buy the hardware to play the next generation games, and Microsoft is making their ploy, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Uh, But I think that this, the exclusives, like timed exclusives and stuff like that, is getting out of hand in that regard. Like, it, it started a little bit, I believe it was with the Xbox One generation, with Call of Duty getting. All of these exclusives first on the console. I mean, it's
1: really gone back and forth, and yeah. and, and while right now PlayStation is very clearly the bad guys, uh, you know, Xbox has been the bad guys in the past. It's not like they haven't. I think, I think the problem is though, is Sony's philosophy is to force you to buy their hardware based on holding things hostage. That you can't get anywhere else it's the same with nintendo and what i don't like about nintendo is so the reason you buy a nintendo is not because it's the best system it's not uh, switch is a little bit different switch is actually kind of its own cool thing but you don't buy a switch or you don't buy a wii because it's the best system you buy it because it's got mario and zelda and mario kart that's why you buy it they hold these exclusives hostage so that they can release subpar hardware and force you to pay top dollar for it.
0: Well, I think in that regard, I think the the, the Nintendo argument was true up until the Switch generation. Well, now, and, and again, now Switch is I together. said that ahead. Yeah, the, the, the portability is its own separate thing yeah, and yeah. obviously you have to make concessions to make things portable. Well, and
1: Nintendo's always had a gimmick too. Yeah. Like like and that's the motion true. controls before The motion control yeah.
0: is garbage, but I mean, that's an I entire different conversation. I mean, but still, it's, right. but it's
1: what got him in the, like, the gimmick and the games <laughs> is what got him in the, the door. But to get back on the main
0: crux of the issue with everything, uh, the, the Sony thing with the Avengers, is Spider-Man is not, like, some one to, random one-off character. Like, if they were, like, and exclusive to PlayStation, uh, like, I don't know, uh, Black Panther.
1: Right. Right.
0: There would be nowhere near the level of ridiculousness and everything going on right now. Or if there was now. an
1: exclusive character to the Xbox, kind of like Soul right. Calibur did. And it, there's like, yeah. oh, and, I got Spawn, uh, you got Link, you know? And that's something else, too, is
0: there's not something for the other guys, too. And we don't necessarily need, you know, oh, well, you have one, so you have to have one. But I don't think we should be in that position as
1: it is. I want to dovetail off what you just said, because there's another fact I want to throw out there right now. Do you know what the number one selling game on Xbox is right now? What would that be? It is the pre-orders for Marvel Avengers. So now you are in a position where the number one selling game on Xbox is not getting anything exclusive, is getting shafted. You put yourself as a game, as a game developer in a weird situation where the people who are actually buying your game aren't getting anything for it because of this weird Sony Spider-Man deal. And another thing, I don't actually blame... Sony that much. I blame Marvel, because Marvel actually owns the rights to Spider-Man. That's why Mar. That's why Spider-Man is in Lego games. Because they can... Sony paid Marvel, and Marvel was okay with it on this deal.
0: Yeah, and... Well, I think it branches, too, based off of the type of media that it is. Because Spider-Man is in the... Movies. Uh, well, right. Spider-Man's in the movies, and right. Sony obviously right. owns those, but right. Spider-Man is also in Ultimate Alliance 3 on Nintendo Switch. Right, right. So, like... We have this this cross that exists, but because Sony has an exclusive Spider-Man game, you're going to hold it hostage. Right. I mean, from I, from basically
1: only Xbox because yeah. Spider-Man shows up in other games. Right. It's it's very vindictive, and that's what I don't like about the way PlayStation has handled this so far. Is every move they make seems to be either vindictive or uh, 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 just like twisted, like. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't like how they've been handling all the stuff that they've been doing. You know? and, and people have called me an Xbox fanboy. The reason I don't like being called a fanboy is because to me in my head, when you're a fanboy, you're going to cheer for that thing no matter what. Like, No matter what they do, you're going to cheer for that thing. I cheer for Xbox because of their ideology. Is, and lately they haven't been good, and I've been crit- critical of them. I cheer for Xbox because overall, if you compare their ideology to Sony's, they're
0: better people. Open, open, right. forward stuff like that. Right. And whether or not that aligns with your own personal like right. beliefs and thoughts and everything, that's its own separate thing. Right. Uh. But and yeah, I, I
1: I understand why people are gonna go out and buy a PlayStation Five when it comes out. I mm-hmm. get it because they have those exclusives. But on the other hand, you have to you have to understand that yeah, you're going out and buying the game for the that the system for that exclusives. But that system is not better than the Series X on paper. The reason you are getting that system is because they are refusing to allow you to play those games where you want to play them or the best place to play them, you know? And that that's something that irritates me. Uh, that, that, that's why I don't like Sony so much. That's one of the things I've come around on Nintendo a lot because that's how Nintendo used to be. They've been a little bit more open with the ways they do things and the way stuff go, goes to other places. And that's why I'm a little bit more like, okay, I can get behind Nintendo a little bit more. I just, I hate that kind of exclusive mentality that it's been in gaming forever. And this is just a prime example of the worst kind of it, the absolute worst kind of it. You are really hurting everybody's experience with this game, without a doubt, you know? Yeah. So, uh,. As far as the other thing goes, I kind of wanted to just touch on something a little bit more, I, I don't know, positive or not. Well, I've seen the previews of Avengers. Mm-hmm. We were going to tr- try and get you into a beta, but stuff kind of got messed well, up. Well,
0: I mean, I guess I can just put it out there. Is, uh, I received a beta code, uh, not through my own pre-ordering, but uh, I did get my hands on a beta code. Unfortunately, I'm an idiot, and when I put in the information for the beta code, I put it in for the Xbox version and not the PlayStation version that is already going on right now. Right. <laughs> so I have to wait a
1: whole nother week yet before I can, uh, this is, or a
0: week and a half or whatever, before I can is, even get
1: on it. This is another thing that bothers me. We need to start wrapping this topic up. But this is more of the exclusivity shit. Uh, the pre-orders, the way the beta works is for the first week, the week that's going on right now, the only people who can play it are, are uh, PlayStation people. That's yeah. it. And then the second week, it opens up to PC. And then the third week, it's an open beta. It doesn't even matter if you pre-order anything, and then Xbox people can get in. So just like I said earlier... Those wait, 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 wait. The Xbox beta is after
0: the open beta? The
1: Xbox beta starts simultaneously with the open beta. Anybody can get in on the same day that the Xbox beta goes live. So basically what they've said, again, is... The number one selling game on Xbox, the pre-orders for Marvel Avengers, they don't even get early access. They get to do, they get to go in with the open beta. I haven't pre-ordered that game. They get to go in on the same time that I do, whereas PlayStation people will have two extra weeks with the beta. Jesus. Yeah, that kind of stuff is just the worst, the sh- most shameful. So I, I think we've covered that. You want to move on? Or? Sure. Okay, all right. <laughs>
2: Horrible Gaming Podcast.
0: So, I actually kind of noticed this the other day. I thought about this the other day, and uh, we started talking about it on Discord, and it got it to be a very lengthy conversation. And I think that we just need to like bring it back up and bring come back around to it and recap it here. So, I was actually thinking about the fact that uh, Project X Cloud is going to be exclusive for. Uh, People with Games Pass Ultimate. So I I got to thinking, it's like, well, I don't have to buy a Series X or the new hardware then.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I can literally just stream it on my phone. Or even still stream it on my phone and cast my screen onto my TV. I can play these games without. But then I got to thinking too. It's like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with the hardware sales. In that regard, because I can't be the only one who noticed this. So we we kind of went from there. Hey, you so, let me know
1: when it's my turn to go. <laughs> do,
0: do you know what? You may as well just go now. Because okay. like I right. like we've already had this conversation, we're having this conversation right, again. Right. But I think like at this point, like it's easier to have this whole conversation in person it was it was was hard because it was a lot of i think everybody understood each other's points but we're
1: still restating their points and and, and the only way to explain it is like seven paragraphs so just huge novels and that's and that's
0: that's exactly what happened if anyone would love to get into
1: that you can join our discord (laughs) yeah please and talk to us we've got 40 people in there nobody ever talks it's just me and neil yelling at each other pretty much So go, oh. on, go ahead, go ahead. And, and Filthy Phil yes. doing trolling. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Filthy, if you're out there listening. All right, so you're Games Pass Ultimate person. Yes. They don't give a shit if you buy hardware. They right. don't want you to buy hardware. You're already giving them money, and you're giving them the money they want. They want people on the subscription. That's their goal. So when you sell a system, and, th- and I think this is the one that I couldn't quite explain in text to you, is like you were like, all right, so if you buy a $500 system, it takes 33 months of the subscription to make back what they're making right. on the console. Yeah, but they spend, like if you're a $500 console, most likely they spent 450 to make each one of them.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so they only actually need to get you on there for like- Two years, even just say two years. Four um, months. They would only need four- Four months? If it's $50, 50 divided by 15. Fif- you're saying it costs them $50 to make a console? No. I'm telling 15. you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the only thing they're getting in addition to the console selling to you is $50. That's all they're making out of it. The, the amount that they're spending to, to sell the console, you do not make money on hardware sales. They right. do these hardware sales to get you into the ecosystem. That's why they undercut it so much. Last generation, PlayStation 4, what will only up there is by $50, okay? Like that's that. what everybody said. this was like three ninety nine. It cost them like three fifty to make it. So with that being said, they're only actually making $50 on you when you buy that hardware. So if you're getting a subscription fee like Games Pass Ultimate, they only actually need to get like three months to make back okay,
0: so I see what, what, what they're you're losing
1: on, on a hardware sale. And you aren't spending the money on the hardware, so they're not spending the money on the hardware. So basically, they're getting more out of you than they're getting if you were to buy a console anyway. They don't want you on that console. You, They've got you. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then why don't
0: they just move to something strictly just like Google Stadia? Which, by the way, oh, okay. is all but dead at this point when, when oh, okay. xCloud comes out.
1: The reason they haven't moved to Google Stadia, they are. But they're doing it smart. It is an incremental, slow drag into it. And they're smart enough to see... Like, Google was like, Streaming, let's do it! And they put all their eggs in that basket. They also marketed it way wrong. Terribly. But Xbox is already doing that. That's what they're going for. That's where they want you in a few years. The difference is, they want you to also have hardware to be able to play it at the highest end, should you want it. Mm. And that's where the Series X comes in. Because... When you stream it on wherever you're streaming it... I mean, your PC, I think, will do fine with Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, like, if you were streaming it from your phone, like, you're not going to get the best experience from that, like, from that game on your phone. Like, it's not... Even if you go from your phone, like, Chromecast to the TV, it's a phone. Like, it's just not going to give you the experience that you would get from playing it on Series X. So they would say, hey, if you want a Series X, that's there. You know? If you want a PC game, that's there. But they don't care what you buy to get you on Games Pass Ultimate. They just want you on Games Pass Ultimate.
0: See, I think, though, that's that's a pretty big misstep on their part. I think, okay. like, I, I get it that they're going to make... They will make more money in the long run, yeah. hand over fist, by moving people towards a subscription. But, you know, they, they're not driving their reason for people to get a Series X... Outside of like okay, so I'm gonna pay we're just theorizing still at this point, we are, right? $500 for so a I, car- I, I I see your face turning. <laughs> no, All right, so I can
1: start on the pricing again.
0: Um, so we're gonna say we're just gonna assume it's a $500 console okay, so why are they gonna waste their time going through the manufacturing process the discontinuing of the Xbox one X uh, all of this to go ahead and make consoles that they honestly only want newcomers to be on, not even people who are already in the Xbox network. Like, I don't, I don't understand that, that reasoning and that logic because, because that's the, so... Sorry. No, no, There's it's fine. just That's so finish. much overhead, <laughs> so much overhead and unnecessary cost for, in the long run, what it is that they're trying to do Why don't they just keep Xbox as it is, push the Xbox One X as, hey, by the way, we low-key launched the next generation last year. Here's your Xbox One X. This is your high console. Our new generation, it's on the cloud. So they can leverage that same idea for cheaper without extra cost. Maybe it's something that they just didn't think of, or it's not something like, they, they believe that the combination of all of these things is going to sell boxes more. But like for somebody, like I said, like for myself, it's just more
1: disincentive for me to go out and buy a Series X. But again, they don't want you to buy a Series X. But aside from that, let me go ahead and say, first of all, the place we were at when they started making these consoles is not where we're at today and i think if we were at the same place today and they could somehow make the console in a day they would do what you just said they would just be like well we're just going to do this but you've already put 3 years into that con- remember 3 years ago we didn't have streaming that right. wasn't that was even that was barely talked about you know and then all of a sudden we had like google stadia last year you know what i mean but like we didn't we weren't in that place where where they were making it so they've already got the product they've got to finish the product they've got to follow through the other thing is I don't think the consumers on whole are ready to understand that mentality. I think this is for people who are very casual and they just know this is the best box, I want to buy this box so that my football looks the best. And I think I think the I think those are the people who are, are like, that's who they're marketing this to. That's who this is for. The people who are like looking at the stats and being like, those numbers are higher than this numbers, I want that. You know? I, and I can see that that idea, but I will I say like... I don't think necessarily that they care if they win this console. And that the the only thing that says opposite that to me is the fact that they're still waiting to like uh, uh, announce the prize. I'm sorry, my child is dancing behind us with purses. It's very hard to keep talking <laughs> about video games. Um, but I I think that I the more and more I read from them the more and more this stuff comes out, the more I'm like, I don't think they care if they sell more consoles than Sony. I don't think they care. I think they think, whether or not it's true, I think they think this is where gaming is going to be and Sony is going to fall behind. And like, even if they sell more consoles this time, their mentality will keep them behind us in the long run. And I think that's what th- The only thing that argues with that is the fact that they still haven't really surprised, but... Uh, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I definitely I see what you're saying, but I,
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, to to burn one of my odds and ends on this because we're kind of full, falling into yeah. this. Um, an article came out that they are expecting the PlayStation Five to outsell the Xbox Series X two to one. Yeah. And I mean, from if that is how they're going, if they really, honestly, truly do not care about like the the end result of this generation i mean i could see an argument for that but at the same time like they should probably scream that from the rooftop say hey we don't care about hardware sales yeah i agree because that's going to be a bad look on their part Mm -hmm. because they're going to lose because yeah they're they're going to the the people who are watching this And are going to be saying, oh, well, Microsoft lost another generation. If this is their idea.
1: You can't decide to stop fighting the fight when you're already in the boxing ring. And that's the, like, you can't decide then that you're not going to fight and it'd be okay. Like, they're going to knock you out and everybody's going to be like, you lost. It wasn't you stopped fighting. It was you lost. Right. And I agree with that. I completely agree with that sentimentality. I, I do think that it will be very interesting to see, because the farther we go down the line with these consoles, Nintendo included, is everybody is getting into this own very, like, very singular niche to each one of them. Yeah. And it's like, I'm starting to, like, I mean, the console wars are alive because they're competing with each other, and that's hurting us, Right. and that makes me mad. It makes me mad when people say there is no console war because they're fighting with each other so much. Like they're clearly fighting with each other, right. just with their release schedules and this chicken math device and stuff like that. But also, I think in two years, none of these companies are going to be in each other's spaces. Like they're they're just not. They're all going to be games. But like, who out there truly thinks Nintendo is competing with PlayStation and Xbox?
0: Right. Yeah. No. I, don't. I mean, no. Yeah, they're not. They they know that they're their own thing. They're their own thing. And and while I feel they...
1: like that's where Xbox wants to be. Is their own thing, and I think that this is setting them up to be that. Whereas and Sony's going to be antiquated with the old like consoles, exclusives, consoles, exclusives. You know. Yeah, and I, to to bring it
0: back to the original conversation, like I don't. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, we did. No, it's you're exactly fine.
0: Um, to bring it back to the original conversation, I just if they don't care about console sales, then they should come right out and say you're it right. because how they're doing it is wrong. Is it's, it just looks all sorts of bad. Yep. They are disincentivizing upgrades to the next generation by saying your Xbox is fine right. for a year or two. They're putting stuff out like Games Pass Ultimate, which is like, well, you can stream so you don't even need a console. Like, okay. So, like I had said, like I was already intending on buying a PlayStation 5 as it is, but, like, why am... Like why why are we even having this conversation about buying a Series right. X in the first place if it looks like it even looks like they don't want to sell the box?
1: Well, and the thing is, is their their messaging has gone flip floppy too, which I don't like. Right. Like the last showcase, you know, you and me and even Phil Billy jumped in on it. All of a sudden, we've got console launch exclusives. Why do we have con- like your right. ideology? has been nothing but play anywhere you want, and now we have console launch exclusives that we can't play on the old systems, and you're discontinuing the Xbox One X, which is your highest-end system that's out right now, in favor of the One S. Like, it's, it's kind of insane, like some of the stuff they've done in the last couple of months.
0: You know what makes me wonder, too, is if, they, if the One X uh, was powerful enough to play games like the new Fable coming out and these right. new exclusives and they wanted to discontinue that 1X as a push to try to make people buy Series X because again, if that's the case they have yet another thing that's standing in the way from them selling consoles yeah. or at least new consoles like that
2: because I, I it mean, makes
0: it makes zero sense to me yeah. to discontinue a more powerful box to keep making a lesser box so where you have a bigger gap between yeah. the two when that's the the model that you're moving towards with generations yeah
1: i feel like they were taking the jump and they were taking their own stance and now they've kind of walked it back a little and that's this really hurt them in my opinion yeah i mean i've said before i'm, I'm going pc now but i am going to still get a replacement box because i do have an xbox original that's somehow still working uh, that's impressive. It is, right? <laughs> it still works. It still work. I capture all my stuff on it. Uh, I'm going to get a 1X now cuz that sucker's going to get discontinued and that's going to be it's drop discontinued. In price. It's going to drop in price. I'm going to be able to get it for peanuts. It's it it is going to go down to at least even or possibly less with the pre-owned than the 1S. Do you realize how crazy that is? That it's I, twice as powerful as that system and it's going to be cheaper.
0: Uh, what I think is going to happen is once the Series X comes out, Series X is going to come out, then the One X is going to drop in price. We did just get confirmation yesterday that the new box is called the Xbox Series S. Yes.
1: yeah, but it was from a leak. But it too. was like
0: a leak, yeah. so, I mean, we're, we're due for a, a conference anyway, so I'm sure that was going to come out at that point. Price but, better. I uh, Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> Beat um, the dead horse.
1: Beat yeah, it! Yell. Beat it! I refuse. I refuse. I'm done. I yelled. <laughs> I pleaded. <laughs> I asked Phil Spencer to subscribe. I'm done. Uh, all right. So I think we're done with this topic. We can move on to Odds and Ends. Yeah. You think.
2: Horrible Gaming Podcast.
1: That brings us to Odds and Ends, uh, the the skippable, unskippable segment that we've been doing now. <laughs> uh, basically, this is where we, uh, we catch all these little stories that don't deserve a full talking point. We just mention them, and we give a little quick back and forth about them. So... Uh, I'm going to go first because I don't have a lot this week. But uh, mine is Outriders again. And, uh, Neil, man, this game, you need to start taking a look at this game now. Because uh, one thing I really liked, IGN did a a hands-on preview of it. And that was the one that we were concerned about. We actually Mm -hmm. talked about it on the show. They had the same guy go back and do another preview on it with the new stuff that had come out, he was actually really happy with it, which made me, like, I love it when, like, the same guy goes and does it and right. changes his opinion because then you're like, oh, yay! It's going to be good! <laughs> but I guess, like, the story is, there is going to be a story here. It's going to be very akin to Mass Effect is what the guy said, so yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm very interested in it. It's, this was nothing but good news from that game that made me very happy. All of the concerns that I had before kind of evaporated with that yeah.
0: preview, which was nice.
1: That was mine. Yeah, uh, well, I have two. Uh,
0: okay. One of them is just going to be a, a quick off, uh, and uh, Yoshinori Ono, the producer of the <laughs> of the <laughs> Street Fighter series, okay. is leaving Capcom after thirty years.
1: Wow.
0: Um. This comes amid rumors that uh, the quality of Street Fighter 6 was not up to par for what Capcom was expecting, Um, but uh, in his farewell message there wasn't anything alluding towards that. I think he's just ready to move on and uh, drop the series off into other hands, more younger Hands. six games is a lot I mean did he, it's more than six yeah. games yeah that's remember true. two and three both had and multiple like entries copies. four yeah. had multiple entries yeah, yeah, yeah. five is moving towards the live so service he's not thing but
1: he's just going somewhere
0: else I believe
1: so okay right. yes hmm. uh,
0: so that's that's very interesting because yeah, he's interesting.
1: been he's been like the face pretty yeah. much yeah. of that series yeah that would be like uh, Shinge leaving Nintendo. Shinge. Not Shigeru. Shigeru. Ah. Yes. Japanese names. I am. I get them wrong all the time. Uh so uh, the other one. Now I'm gonna look racist. Race. <laughs> uh
0: the other one is going to be a bit more interesting. Uh it's gonna be our first hurdle towards streaming. Apple is not allowing series, the the Project X Cloud and Stadia apps to be running on any sort of iOS devices over quote safety concerns question <laughs>
1: mark <laughs> safety I, being we don't make money off of it. Right. And that's that's what, what it is. is. Yeah. That
0: I think that's what it is, is they have their own game service yep. with that subscription Apple that store. they had, the Apple mm-hmm. store, and it's disincentivizing people to get that. So they want to just get their hands on more of that money. But I think, two things. One, this is yet another nail in Stadia's coffin. <laughs> because... what Stadia? <laughs> because you think about the, like, the Android-IOS debate. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that go back and forth. And, frankly, you know, there are more Apple phones out there. That is the more prominent phone, prov- like, uh, not provider, uh, software. Right. So... I mean, that's going to be a hit to those services in general, but it also could, those people who are looking into streaming, could also be a push more towards Samsung phones. Right. So, I mean, this decision is kind of altering other markets, but I just, I can't, like, are you kidding me? Like, if this is the sort of mentality that they're going towards with these ideas for Mm you know why they can't allow this like but you have netflix right and you have your own movie rental service right you're streaming movies right. you have your own games and everything streaming but the games is a bad right. can't do the games right. so I, I don't know that's just kind of ridiculous for me oh my god
1: uh yeah you know i'm gonna put my chips down on the table too uh put my tinfoil hat on uh after this announcement i'm gonna tell you right now uh I would not, I I'll bet you a meal we're going to hear about an Apple streaming service within a year that comes from, and that's why they don't want to do it because they're like, well we're almost there you know what I mean? That could be and I I'll tell you, they tried their Pippin
0: years and years and Mm -hmm, years ago mm -hmm. and uh, that didn't go over very well, but there's been rumors for a long time that there was going to be a An actual console, and you can, you know, sync up a Bluetooth controller to an Apple TV and play these games too, right. or to your phone right. that they have on their own service, which is fine. But they aren't big AAA games, right? They aren't, right. and that's what's lacking. So the mm-hmm. only thing is, the only thing that I can think of is they have something in the works, yeah. and if they do, they're going to find a way to Appleify it. Yep, they're going to lock it
1: down to iOS. I am one hundred percent surprised they haven't made a console yet. Like, I r- I'm really surprised. Uh, I do have more odds and ends, though, by the okay. way. Uh, I just remembered it. Uh, did you know Amigo is making a new system? Who? Amigo. don't even know who that is. They're, like, in television. Like, old school Amigo really? on television. Seriously, it's gonna be, like, $149. It's gonna have a ton of, like, Atari classics on it and shit, but it's also gonna have exclusive games to it that are smaller, but here's what's really interesting. They're getting a dedicated they're gonna be the exclusive place that you can play Earthworm Gym games. What? Yeah, they're getting a brand new Earthworm Gym game. I'm telling you, look this up. It's I'm not I'm not lying. Just, I don't know how I've never heard of it. I saw it on the the thing, it was like Earthworm Gym's coming back to a system you've never heard of. And I had never heard of this system. I watched the trailer for it. It's like the amigo. Oh, now, I can't remember the title. It's got the whole the the old school amigo controllers and everything too. It's real weird. You know, it's just baffling to me all of
0: these different providers and people who are coming out of the woodwork now, yeah when the console wars are as fierce as they've oh, been dude. in many years to be like, oh, by the way, we're in here too. You got two heavyweights slugging it out right. in the arena, and then you got these little lightweight dudes just, like, showing up. It's like, I want to fight, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. Atari VCS... It was laughed at when it was announced, yeah. and they still can't even get it off the ground. We, yeah, I don't even know what it is. They you know been, what it is? They've been shipping units, apparently.
1: From where? Who's getting units? To whoever put money down um, on it, yeah. I guess. Somebody take a picture of that system and send it to me, because I, I mean, don't believe I've that seen, exists.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it looks like it looks like, I mean, it looks interesting, but again, like, is it going to be powerful enough right. to compete? Is it going to no, have it, games? And if they're not dedicated games, they're games that are like third party. Why are you going to choose the VCS over anything else? Things like that play strictly to nostalgia.
1: You know what I think it is? I think it's basically, you know, those retro knockoff systems that they've had forever. I think they're getting, like the technology trickle is happening enough so that they can make nicer versions of that. And they're like, we could actually make games on this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. Uh, a system like that, if it had some really cool, like, smaller games for $149, that's not that bad. I would consider trying it. Right. But like, it is weird. All these companies that are like, we're gonna do consoles now, which is, like, it's not like it was in the '90s or early 2000s. Like no. Like, you got three. It costs a gazillion dollars to develop and make these things. What are you doing? Like. Right. So. All right. Well, I think that calls. Uh. You got any more odds and ends? Nope, that'll be it. All right, let's move on to Horrible Arena then.
2: Cool. Horrible Gaming Podcast.
1: That brings us to the end of the show, the main event, the moment you've all been waiting for, the Horrible Arena. What is the Horrible Arena for those who have never watched? Well, first of all, you should watch more. Second of all, the two co-hosts, that being me, that being Neil, we're going to pitch you guys a game. We're going to pitch you the title. We're going to pitch you a developer. We're going to pitch you what it is. And what it is will be dependent on the criteria that we have named in the previous episode. If we remember to do that, which we haven't for two weeks. um, And then you guys get to go to all the places, the YouTube comments, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Discords, and vote on what you would spend your hard-earned money on. And next week we decide the winner. This is week one of year two of our Horrible Arena. I am currently the champion, so... Fifty-two weeks from today, we'll see. We'll see who the winner is, um, or we both could be dead. I don't. I don't know. Uh, so the quantum coin has been flipped. Neil has won, and the criteria that we never mentioned last week is augmented reality game. You know, like your Pokemon Goose. So Neil, go. All
0: right. So mine is going to be called Project Booty. And, (laughs) oh, I love, I I can see your face in reaction to that. But it's going to be, it's going to be done by Niantic because, again, they are the ones that pioneered this. And I think that they're the only ones with the infrastructure capable of doing this. This is going to be a pirate augmented reality game in which you do not join a specific faction. You actually create your own faction, your own pirate crew. And you go out to areas and capture those areas. And when you capture those points, it is held by your faction, whatever. Well, another faction can come along with however many members in it and can test that and either take it over or just totally destroy it for a set amount of time to either damage your reputation or increase their control. Uh, There would also be random coordinates that would be placed on the map, on a real map, uh, of like treasures that you can look for of various rarities. And you would walk around and try and find those spaces, almost like geocaching. And once you would find that spot, you would on your phone tap whatever to dig or whatever it would be. And depending on the size of the treasure or how many people you have, it could take more or less time and you could take that treasure that you find and invest it in defenses for your capture points. So you would basically make your own pirate crew and sail the world, essentially, capturing points and expanding your influence. You wouldn't be locked down to three or four different teams. You would be able to have your own team, your own crew, and you could have your own people You know, be whatever you want it to be. If you want to call yourselves butt pirates, go ahead. I don't even. I'm sure that was a thing that people were gonna think of. I'm just gonna throw it out there now, but I'm gonna say that Niantic probably wouldn't allow that. Uh, but I think that would make for a very interesting thing, uh, interesting sort of game. To where Pokemon Go was very restrictive and this is what it is, this is what you do, this is how you do it. This game would offer different ways to play. Because if you wanted, you could just walk around and be your own pirate crew, you and two friends, and just get treasure. And get as much treasure as you wanted. So then on the leaderboards, you could see, oh, well, these three people have all this treasure. But it's a score thing. Or you could be a part of a team where all you want to do is have the most influence. So it could be one of those things while I'm a part of X crew that has like 10,000 different members on it and it's like oh well we're always you know it would have like different rivalries between different factions or maybe you could even team up with other factions to take out the stronger ones. I think that it would be very interesting and open up that whole idea of an augmented reality game further.
1: That that, is a really good pitch there. Project Booty. (laughs) <laughs> got sexy with it, got dirty with it. All right, that was really good, Neil. I, I really liked that one. Uh, you, might, you might have me this week. You might have me this week. <coughs> so my project, the developer, will be Sega. The project name will be Project Yakuza. That is right. It's going to be a Yakuza augmented reality. And why are you asking, am I possibly doing a Yakuza augmented reality? And how am I doing that? Well, here's why. I'm going to tell you the thing that I hate the most about augmented reality games. Uh, What I love about them is they're a way to gamerize walking and exercising. However, the problem with it is is that the gamerized part of it always keeps you from actually doing any walking or exercising. Take your Pokémon, go! You go out to walk, you immediately find three Pokémon, and then you stand in the exact same spot and you throw Pokéballs at it until you catch it. You don't walk anywhere, you move like three feet over, more up here, Like, literally, you could just sit in your house and collect Pokemon. Okay, that bothers me. Like, the best thing about these augmented reality games is it's a way for me to play video games while I'm working out. So, with Project Yakuza, what you would do is you would take the role of a Yakuza fighter. You're cleaning up the streets for the toughs and whatnot. Uh, You're raising your level by taking on NPC bad guys. So you would walk around and find groups of NPC bad guys to fight. However, movement is the key as far as actually taking these guys out. So the more you move, the more you can actually do maneuvers in the game. Uh, that is the key to it. So like, uh, I would walk a certain amount and that would allow me to do so many stamina of maneuvers or whatever. Uh, so I don't want to start that fight until I have the right stamina built up. And you want to get those, wa- you actually want to walk, you actually want to keep moving. Uh, it also keeps you moving the entire time instead of just like standing somewhere and, and taking damage. Uh, so that's my project, Project Akuza. It will also have some of the social features. You'll be able to dojo up with people do some fun stuff like that but for the most part the key on it is to keep you moving while moving instead of like walk three feet stand there for half an hour walk three feet stand there for half an hour. so there you guys go there's the two projects project booty versus project Ikuza. what are you guys going to spend your hard-earned money on uh, or download for free in this <laughs> case because that's exactly what it would be um go to the places and uh let us know
2: horrible gaming podcast
1: okay that brings us to the end of the show uh neil you got anything to plug
0: uh well we uh finished up omg
1: dungeons
0: and we are gonna be finishing up uh streets of retro season two here
1: yes omg dungeons finale comes out this saturday this saturday will be the final episode of omg dungeons um and yeah, Streets Retro. I'm very excited. We're actually going to go upstairs and record it. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as me and the channel, check out everything we have to offer. Uh, af- uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Old Man Gaming DH, on Twitter at Old Man Gaming 9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below, and you can influence this and all of our shows from there. And as usual, guys, as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we will keep making these. See you guys next week. I always struggle with
0: the actual pitch part. (laughs) I can't words. Like, I have it in my head. It's like all the things. But then I start, like, articulating. And when I start articulating creative things, I can't put it out there. Like, factual information being formed into points and having a conversation is totally different than taking a brain idea in my brain head. And making it sound good as it looks up
1: here. I got. That's, I got to tell you, I'm way better at the pitch part. Like I think yeah, there's been I a lot of times where I've just like I've won and I'm like, I just pitched my ass off. It's yeah. It anytime is. it's like, anytime I didn't somebody even come says to
0: the table with a developer. Any anytime <laughs> somebody
1: says something that's like,
0: oh, well, the pitch is better. It's like, damn it, because like I know, <laughs> I know in my head. <laughs> <coughs> it's good. It's good, and I know it's good, and I can put it out there into mouth words, I know. but the mouth words aren't good enough for the word salad.
1: Nobody out there saw your face when I was reading off everybody's things to <laughs> Zelda. Like, I know oh. you were very depressed to lose this one. Yeah, like, I was very depressed. Oh my you kept God, looking up like, mm-hmm, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just not good. I'm not good, you're, at, you're good. at articulation in that regard.